I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We say to you, good morning, Georgia! Morning! And a good, what is hip tower power morning to you fine folks in Locust Grove. You like how I did that? Yeah, I like how you did that. Yeah. Shout out to the folks down in Locust Grove. How y'all doing this morning? Yeah, a little, little, little San Francisco, little Bay Area. Little Bay Area music. There. Yeah, I throw. I gotta hit that. And a reminder that December seventeenth, Sam and I will be back on Saturday mornings, talking among other things, Celebration Bowl. And uh, is that thing sold out? Tickets go on sale yet? Yeah, what's, what's, what's the? But you got to find out who's going to be playing in it. Well, first. It don't matter. They got some regular tickets they can just throw out. Wait, People wait, just want to be in the building. Oh, yeah, sure. You can go ahead and do that. And like I said, we're going to have a friend of the show, you know, John Grant, going to come on with us, and we'll, we'll let him explain some things. But yeah, that's we 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 uh, we know one team that, that will be there for sure. We know North Carolina Central is okay. the MEAC champion, and they will be representing them in the game. We still don't know who will be representing the Southwestern Athletic Conference, or the SWAC, because yesterday the teams that could have sealed it up lost. Hmm. Um, you One of them, and, uh, you know, one half of the, the championship game. They play a conference championship game, and that's like two weeks away. And Jackson State will be in the conference championship game. They beat Alcorn yesterday, so they finished the regular season undefeated. And our home folks, uh, Travis Hunter, had a big game yesterday. He's had some injuries and stuff that has slowed him down this season, but uh, he's been out there playing the last, you know, couple of games, and he has been showing what all the talking, screaming uh, was about. He's, uh, he's he's been showing that. So uh, they are that, and he and Coach Prime, they 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 have to wait a little bit now. They got to wait to see what happens because uh, it goes down to the Bayou Classic now, which is Grambling and Southern. That happens this coming weekend. It's always Thanksgiving weekend, and so um, you know they'll find out, you know, who from that will be, you know. That may determine it. It may be Southern that ends okay. up uh, uh, getting to play uh, Jackson State. They played already during the regular season, but we'll see what happens. With I'm going to send out uh, quickly before we drop things, um, uh, turn things over to you and you let everybody know what's going on locally here. I want to tell you that we got a brand new casting call, and it's a holiday casting call, but there's still some individual jobs out there. So it's up on our website at 929thegame.com slash casting call. I'm about to send out a, a blast on uh, Twitter too at. Get cast with Greg. Um, some some opportunities there. Some you want to jump on right now, but this is the time of year, Sam. When we talk about this, the casting it's holiday money. 
Yeah. Right? It's holiday. Y'all looking for, you digging your pockets. You got to buy this, you got to buy that, or your pockets are empty. Here's a chance for you. It's not heavy lifting, folks. It's long hours, but it's not heavy lifting. And so we want to let you know about that at 92.9thegame.com. And again, on uh, Get Cast with Greg on Twitter. And speaking of Twitter, we have a poll question out. Georgia Tech's big win yesterday. And, and people are responding. They are. Do we, have a, do we have an update so far? But let me just tell you, does Brent Key keep his job now after that win over North Carolina? Sam and I speculated about that earlier. Maybe that was the signature your win i guarantee you if he went next week he gonna get that tag removed <laughs> but but i'm not betting the mortgage on it but if that that would be the case absolutely so we put it out there um and uh while we uh, are talking about it you said this people responded eric if you have a second um can you give us an update absolutely uh yes the votes are coming in quick and we appreciate all our twitter followers and listeners at 92.9 game and it is a outstanding yes he has done enough Ooh, to secure okay. his job and i'll one up you if he wins next week he are go ahead and build a statue <laughs> you get one right. You, 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 got, you, got, you got Bobby Dodd. You got John Heisman. What about Cle- you got Bobby Crimmins? He can replace that Bobby Crimmins there. Oh man, that that would be something. That would be something to do. But yeah, I, I think Coach is done. And people continue to respond to it. If you haven't, go and check out a question and give us your uh, your thoughts and your response. Yeah, absolutely. And again, just check out the jobs there for you. And and I leave you with this. Uh, on this day, today was the day that the youngest host of Saturday Night Live. Did the show? Uh, um, I you got a lunch from me if you can tell me the person and how old they were in the history of Saturday Night Live on this day back in the eighties. I don't want to give you the year because it might help you, but it was in the eighties that Saturday Night Live had the youngest host ever, and it happened on this day. And either one of you guys want to take a guess at who it was? I got a guess. Go ahead, Emmanuel Lewis. No. Nope. No. Okay. no. Macaulay Culkin. No, but you wow. were. No, it wasn't him. wasn't him. In fact, it, it wasn't a him. It was she. At seven years old, right off of the heels of E.T., Drew Barrymore. Oh, wow. yeah. Yeah, man. She started young, didn't she? Yes, she yeah, did. She, did. Yes, she, did. <laughs> she, wow. she, she started Michael-like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Drew Barrymore was the youngest host of Saturday Night Live, seven years old, on this day, 1982. Fantastic. So, there you go. Fantastic. Insignificant information. We got more of it, but we got to turn things over to Mr. Crenshaw right now. What's going on locally, man? Uh, man, locally, we got some new state champions for high school football. If you weren't uh, listening to us Friday night for the high school scoreboard show, um, Buford got beat. And uh, mm-hmm. that, that was the unthinkable for some people. They figured this team, you know, was going to be, you know, everybody else was playing for second place. There were this, but uh, Walton, the Raiders, uh, did it 42 35. <laughs> that was the, good. With, uh, Walton. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Well, Walton. Little, little Omar oh, said, uh, yeah, yeah, Al Davis. Yeah, uh, Walton wins that one. They get Carrollton coming up next in Class 7A. North Gwinnett was a winner. They get Colquitt County next. Westlake was a winner. They beat Park. They had outlast Parkview. That was a, a thrilling football game. Westlake wins. They get Mill Creek next. And Grayson and Milton will be playing in Class uh, 7A. Some other teams around the metro area in Class 6A. Roswell was a winner. They get Thomas County Central. Gainesville uh, stays unbeaten. They get Houston County. They were able to beat North Atlanta this week. Woodward Academy and Langston Hughes is going to be a fantastic game. These are two teams on the south side of town. Uh, everybody headed for the south side next week. The catch up Woodward and, and then Langston Hughes could be a great ball game. And Maris will be playing Rome. That's uh, 6A, 5A quarterfinals. Calhoun was a winner. They beat Kale. They're going to be playing Ware County. Mays was just gotten on a roll. Uh, and they're still rolling. They were able to beat Cass, and they're going to play Dutchtown. 
Dutchtown, which is coached by Nikita Battle, who used to be the coach at Mays. This is going to make things a little, little interesting, Coach, seeing as old folk this week. That's in Class 5A. Warner Robins, defending state champion, got Creekside, another one of them teams from down in South Wilson. South Wilson, you know, the, 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 right now, the talent is down there, the coaching is down there, and they're going to have a say-so about who gets state championships. The teams down there talking about Creekside, talking about Westlake, talking about Langston Hughes. Uh, and they're all still in the playoffs. Coffee was a winner over Decatur. They get Cartersville coming up this week in uh, Class 5A. 4A, Cedartown, going to play Bainbridge, uh, the fighting Kirby Smarts. Uh, North, uh, North Oconee and Wayne County going to play Benedictine. And Stockbridge keeps going. They beat Walnut Grove this week. And Troop was a winner yesterday. Troop had to play Cairo yesterday. They get to play Holy Innocence. And that's in class four. A three A's real interesting because Carver Atlanta was a winner. They got to play Thomasville this week. Sandy Creek was a winner. They played Savannah Christian. Uh, Calvary Day was a win over Darty. They get Cedar Grove, which is the defending state champion, and Carver from Columbus will take on Oconee County. Those all those games should be great football games. Two A Rock Mark Fitzgerald, they the number one team there. A Fellowship Christian gonna get Pierce County. I don't know if you got to go down to Blackshear, but that's, that's a long ride if you got to go down to Applin County against Callaway, um, and then uh, Thompson uh, from down near Augusta way gonna take on South Atlanta as uh, three APS schools. Uh, continue into the finals. Mount Pisgah, Irwin County, Raven County, Swainsboro, Metter, and Prince Avenue, Bleckley County, St. Francis. Those are your uh, single A Division One and your single A Division Twos. You got Bowden there with Early County, Lincoln County, uh, Dooley County, Clinch against Johnson County, who's still undefeated, and Wilcox against Shelley, Shelley, uh, Shelley County. And those are your uh, matchups for next week quarterfinal. You know what, Greg? You play long enough. When you start the season, before you start the season, you practice in the mornings because school hadn't started yet. Right. And so you can go to practice, you know, that's how you start. If you play long enough, you get to do that again. This week, because school is out, teams will practice in the mornings. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, they're right tomorrow morning, Tuesday morning, Wednesday, and then comes Thursday, which if you talk to most coaches, they tell the goal is you, you want to have Thanksgiving Day practice. You want to do that. You wanna, I don't know if you're going to have biscuits and gravy. I don't know what they're going to have for them. You know, Thanksgiving morning, but 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 that's okay. well, you you wouldn't have biscuits and gravy. No, well, not on Thanksgiving morning. That's Why the turkey. That's the, well, well I you're mean, gonna get that late in the day. I'm not talking about if you're on an organized team. I'm talking about just in the neighborhood when you play your turkey bowl with your friends. Yeah, but I'm talking you about know. you got the team coming in. The team mom's gonna fix something, you know, for the for the for the guys to have that morning. Well, ma- ma- for- ma- matter of fact. The team moms are probably going to fix meal all week because remember the cafeterias close at school. Right, right. So a lot of folks are going to go to practice and going to get to eat this week. Um, so that's the other thing, Eric. What you what, what you thinking about? About uh, like you said, I remember um, you saying that some of these teams are very used to this routine. You yep. know, your, your Carrollton's mm-hmm. they've been there. Your Warner Robins and and your Cedar Groves they're used to this. But for some teams, like you said, this is a honor and a privilege yeah. to say we get to practice. We got one more game to go. Hopefully, two or three more games to go. But yep. congratulations to all those teams that have advanced to the elite eight of yep. their classifications. Just, yeah. I mean, great football. It's just so much. And some of these matchups. Our state championship quality matchups yep. in the Elite Eight, and then when we get to the Final Four, and you're like, man, to get to the to, to the you know Center Park Stadium in early December, you really have to 
earn it. Yeah, you do. Earn it. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. And, and that's, that's what we're doing this year. With the and, of course, on the scoreboard show, we'll kind of have, uh, get you all set for those games this week. Coming to you from 6 until 8 this week as we get you preview and get you all set for the games uh, that are going to be taking this, place this week. This has, been, this has been a fun little segment here. I've heard two impressions come out of you two guys. You did Al Davis and, 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 and Eric just did John Houseman. It's earned it. It was like, earned. It was. I'm sorry. I'm just sitting back Smith, listening. Smith Barney. Yeah. No, that was what you call it. No, it wasn't Smith Barney. It was. It was. Oh, now see, now you got me confused. Go ahead, keep talking. It'll come okay. to me in a second. All right. E.F. Hutton. E.F. Hutton. No, E.F. Hutton. Are you sure of that? Well, E.F. Smith Barney. No, oh no, wait. E.F. E. E. Hutton. Everybody listen. Talking okay. everybody listen. I think it was Smith Barney. Okay. I used to work for Smith Barney. They earned it. Yeah. Um. College football scores. Georgia State takes it on the chin yesterday. On the road at James Madison, leading the game at halftime, lead, and then the wheels fall off, 42-40. Uh, Panthers now 4-7. and seven. They got Marshall coming up next week. Marshall beat Georgia Southern yesterday, 23-10. You're right, uh, it's Smith Barney. Yeah, there you go. Hey, congratulations. Uh, uh, Kennesaw State falls uh, 45-38 to Eastern Kentucky, 5-6. Uh, and six. Not the season that the Owls hope to have in overtime. Mercer falls to Samford. 50 to 44 in double overtime. Lindsey Wilson takes down Reinhardt, ends their season in the first round of NAIA playoffs, 23 uh, 22. And Coastal Carolina's game canceled yesterday at Virginia. Greg, after we uh, got done, you know, uh, last week and the, 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 the really sad and tragic news coming out of Charlottesville, Virginia, about the three really? players on the Virginia football team, just an um, awful time uh, for those young folks and an awful time for that university and that community. Uh, the families, they had a big tribute yesterday. They canceled the game with um, Coastal Carolina for yesterday. They still have the game scheduled with Virginia Tech. Not sure if they're going to play that game or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, man, what a, what a you know, time. And just the outpouring of support um, from across college football, especially other teams in the ACC wearing logos on their helmet or something on their uniform um, to show their uh, support. Uh, for the University of Virginia, just uh, just tragedy. Can I tell you the first thing that ran through my mind with with this? Because you knew that there was going to be some cancellations and things like that. And I almost hoped that they were a player in the ACC, much like Clemson. The point is they would have had something to focus on as opposed to having to cancel games and, 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 and sit back and continue to mourn with nothing as far as the teams and the supporters of the team. I don't know. Is that wrong? You know, you kind of wish, you know, that these guys were fighting for something and maybe playing for those players if they were in the mix and in the conversation to get to the playoff. Well, I think that goes. I think that's what goes into their conversation, into their decision whether or not they play this week. That's what I mean. You know, and that's why I was kind of go out and, and then play this game, which is the arch rival game, which means an awful lot. Uh, yesterday was a non-conference game, um, so in the last game, Virginia Tech. I think you know we'll see what the team decides to do. I, I, I think they'll play. I, I think mm-hmm. they'll play to honor their friends and, and, and their teammates in the best way uh, possible. And uh, they had a big service there yesterday, you know, on campus uh, memorial. So let's see if they decide to play that game this week. All right, we're going to come back talking some NBA. want to remind you, at 92.9 The Game, does Brett Key get that interim tag pulled off after the win yesterday against North Carolina? That's our poll question. Also, uh, Sam, I got to tell you about something I saw an ESPN breakaway. There was an ESPN breakaway before the the uh, Hawks Boston game, and you ain't gonna believe who I saw. Oh, we're gonna talk about that next. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio ninety two. I'm trying to win that tease lunch. I ain't been working on that. Uh, Sam and Greg, <laughs> Sports Radio ninety two nine the game ninety two nine the game Take us with you on the Odyssey app.
I don't know that I would have played that going into Terrell, but it's a great song. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9thegame, 92.9thegame.com. <laughs> yeah, I kind of wonder where that was coming from. I, you know, know, maybe he's just a fan of the, you know, fan of the song. I'm a fan of the song. Yeah, man. I love it. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9thegame, 92.9thegame.com. I think it's a great choice by Eric on this 20th day of November. Thank you, thank you, thank you for letting us be a part of your Sunday mornings. December 17th is the day that Sam and I hopefully will be a part of your Saturday mornings. Get us on both days again. We're coming back to coming back home and uh, that is the day we will be back on and we're going to start a little later now again there's an ebb and flow to what's going on here in this business but they and and, and again i want to tell you something sam and i'm gonna say this publicly okay i had a conversation with rick caffey this past week oh did you know and one of the things that he as you know our our poobah if you will um assured me of was that they will continue to and again have um, made made it a priority that we continue to broadcast. We were brought back after the short little break during the pandemic, but they made sure that they kept, we were one of the few local shows on the weekends. And as this transition, and we got a new company, we haven't been with that long, and they have some things they need to do, and it's affected the times that we've been on. But as soon as those needs have been met, they're going to bring us back. And, and he's a fan of the show and, and wanted me to pass that on not only to you, but our audience. You know, there's some things that you have out of control and we haven't had an attitude about it. Like I said, you're going to give us an hour, we're going to give you the best hour we got. If you give us four, we're going to give you the best four hours we got. Whatever it is, this is not heavy lifting. So we're not going to complain about some, 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 some national things that come in and disrupt the times that we are with you. But we are coming back. So that day, the 17th, we'll start a... I don't know, a few weeks, where we start at 8 o'clock in the morning as opposed to 6. But we will be with you. So just wanted to make that sure. So, Sam, this past week, you talked about Atlanta and Boston, that game. I was at that uh, game. You were at that game. That was well, painful. I didn't see you at that game, but I was watching the game, and I was, you know, before the, the pregame started, I was over on ESPN watching it, and they did their cutaway during Sports Center, and I, uh, you know, listening to the woman uh, talk about the game, and then – I see somebody in some gray pants, a black top, and a nice-looking jacket, looking smooth as a gravy sandwich. And I went, hang on a second. I, I believe I know that dude. I sent him a text. <laughs> it was it was <laughs> Terrell. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Terrell Thomas, These Urban Times, and uh, your one-stop shop for any residential or commercial real estate needs. Thank you, man. And you just you always just dress into the nines. Well, oh, thank you, sir. Thank you. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning. Yeah. Good morning, man. Looking good. Were you Were you well, surprised you know, I, to hear I, from I, me? I'm representing my I'm representing myself, but I'm also representing what we have, you know. So I always got to look good. I always got to look good when I'm seen. Yeah, he is. He's matching and everything, man. There you he, go. James Bond. There. All right, man. Coordinated. <laughs> That's right. He was coordinated. It's <laughs> coordinated. All right, Terrell. What's on your mind? Talk about this past week with our Hawks. Oh, these Hawks. You know. They, they they continue to surprise and amaze me, as, as you mentioned, that Boston game, the national spotlight. I was really hoping that our Hawks would show the world what we get to see on a night-to-night basis, just how competitive they are. And normally how when the lights are bright, uh, the Hawks come and perform. The Boston Celtics just seem to have our number uh, that night. But I, I would have to say that last night's victory and, and, and a thrilling victory in overtime uh, has kind of made me forget that. Has, has kind of made me forget that and it has me in great spirits this morning as our Hawks are at 10 and six and they're getting ready to go on the road and face an opponent in which you, uh, in, in which you Greg have been waiting for all season. Cleveland, so I'm, man, I'm, I'm looking at this. Good. 
looking forward to this tomorrow. What can we what can we expect yes, from this yes, team going yes. up? It's a home game for them. Um, I just look at this. I guess the best way to put it is it's a test, right? An early test. Yeah, it, it seems like our Hawks are, are, are getting a lot of tests uh, recently. You know, we had the Bucks earlier, the Sixers not too long ago, then the Bucks. Uh, another test, of course, with, just with the Celtics. But I think from a roster standpoint, when you look at veterans, when you look at uh, young players on the team, when you look at new pieces, as, as we've mentioned before, and Mitchell there and Murray here, I really do think that our Hawks match up with this team the best out of any other teams in the NBA. So I do think this will be a, a pivotal measuring stick. Uh, and I, I can't wait. I can't wait till Monday night. Go spending time with the waitforit.com outline. It's one with Terrell Thomas. He is social. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at Eldorado2452, at Eldorado2452. I, I think Kevin Love is, uh, may, may be out for this game. I was reading something about an injury, something that he has, and maybe he's questionable uh, for the Hawks. But still, they want to go there and want to really solve some perimeter shooting woes this team has had. The, the, the lid was on it against Boston. I went by practice um, um, Friday morning, and Kyle Corver was there and just really working one-on-one you know, with John Collins on his perimeter shot. Talk about the idea of having someone, and we know that's what he is when he was playing for this team. He was the sniper. He's a three-point guy. Uh, the, the team has got him on some type of retainer or something here to come in and work with, and be like a shooting guru. Um, and, and it's amazing how guys who are the best at the world and what they do still need somebody to do that for them. And he was talking some very basic, fundamental stuff with him. Terrell? Yeah, it, it, it does um... – it, it, it seems wild, I guess you would say, when you think about a team that's led by Trey Young, a gentleman who we know is a sharpshooter, who uh, is world-renowned for his for his shooting skills. When you do hear, you know, a shooting specialist helping anyone on the team, uh, it does seem, uh, seem a little wild. But who better than Kyle Korver, a gentleman, as you mentioned, who wore a, a Hawks jersey, uh, one of the best shooters in NBA history, and a guy who I also believe his, his, NBA, his basketball IQ is overlooked a lot. Uh, Kyle Korver was was a very smart player when he played, and he still is a very smart coach or uh, 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 mentor to some of these guys. And some of these guys, I don't want to I don't want to compare it to baseball, uh, but but when you have an NBA roster, some of these guys are like specialists. You know, when you have a pitcher who may just throw a curveball, or you know, you have a pitcher who comes in to close the game. You do have guys who may not be really known for their perimeter shot, but they may be on the court for defense, or they may be on the court uh, because of how they slash to the rim. But when you play with a gentleman like Trey, the way he's able to penetrate to the hole, you, you have to have you have to be able to make an open shot. And a lot of times those shots, are, the open shot is on the perimeter. So, I, you know, a gentleman, as you mentioned, John Collins, he's someone that since he's coming to the league, he, every year his three-point percentage has went up some. I mean, that's something he's been working on since his rookie season. He still doesn't shoot it as a, at, at a high enough clip, I believe, for, for the work that he's put in. Um, but I, I'm glad that Kyle Corver is doing that. And in, they have struggled. The lid was definitely on, on, on the rim for the three-point shot over the last few days, but it began to open up last night, and that may be because, as you mentioned, Kyle Corver helping them out on Friday. Locally, Chuck Smith. Uh, we know that Akeem Olajuwon worked with teams. What you're talking about with Kyle Corver is not unusual in 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 in, uh, in the NBA. We listen. I remember hearing stories about how in the offseason Magic Johnson would seek out Oscar Robertson, talking about court awareness. How did you you know when you play? You you were a walking triple double. And, and I'm trying to get there, and Magic would just sort of come at, 
you know, Oscar and just just try to train his knowledge to this. But uh, one of the things that we had talked about with this Hawks team, and again, Terrell Thomas joining Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9thegame.com, was the chemistry between the backcourt. And it seems, at least from my eyeballs right now, that this is the least of this team's worries right now. I would, I would have to say so. I would have to say so. We, the the backcourt, again, our, our two all-stars come from our backcourt. So I, I would say that's the least of our concern uh, as of now. I would like to see more scoring from the front court uh, outside of DeAndre Hunter. Sometimes when, when you do have John Collins and Clint Capella on the floor, we may not see a high scoring uh, percentage from those guys. I would like to see a little bit more there. Um, but, again, it's kind of hard to, to argue with Clint with everything he's doing defensively and rebounding. Um, but we can't really we can't we can't frown at what we're seeing from our guard play. Selfishly, we could ask for more. Trey Young was struggling from the three point line up until last night's game. So although he's averaging 27 points a night, his 27 could easily be 33 if he was shooting his normal uh, about 38 to 42 from behind the three point line. So we, I don't want to nitpick with the guys, but I, I can definitely say that as of now, our backcourt has, has has showed the bill. Both spending time on the waitfor.com outline this morning with Terrell Thomas talking Hawks basketball and all things uh, NBA with our Hawks. Uh, of course, you hear him here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game as we are your home for Hawks basketball. They get us set to hit the road to go up to Cleveland, take on the Cavaliers this week. Uh, they got the Cavaliers, they're back home with the Kings, and then they're in Houston on Friday to take on the Rockets. So an interesting week. We'll talk about this segment of the schedule. Terrell, and what you, you, the kind of challenges and, and what it allows this team to possi- possibly do, uh, and along with bringing out more playing time for some of the younger players on the team. Of course, you got your rookie that had to get your, your game-winning basket last night. But talk about what it does for the confidence for, for a player like him. Yeah, for, for the, 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 out of the next six games, only uh, two, two games will be at State Farm Arena here in Atlanta. Four games will be on the road. So that's Again, as as the team continues to gel, I, I I do believe those road games are where the team chemistry really, uh, really shines through. If that if that makes sense, because you're not at home, uh, there's no family and friends around. Adversity sometimes seems a little higher on the road, and I, I think that with our Hawks so far having a lot of road games too, they they've had some stretches in which they've had to go on, go on the road. It's been pivotal for the young guys, as you mentioned. We just, man, I I. I I couldn't stop smiling yesterday when we saw AJ, who you know got the game-winning shot against his father. His father's one of the coaches on, on the Toronto Raptors. But seeing the <laughs> development, the, the development in that young man, you know, over time, one of the rumors or the so-called knocks on Coach McMillan was the fact that he didn't play the younger guy. Um, but I, I do believe that the Dubai trip and then the road trip so far has kind of forced some of the younger guys to be vets, if that makes sense. Of course, not vets from the, the standpoint of their experience. Um, but they, they've had to step up and, and be be vets and be a little more mature and handle things a little differently. And I think we've seen that shine through. So, as you mentioned, they're up in Cleveland. They come back here Wednesday, but then they're right back on the road. Uh, they'll be on the road during the holidays. So, I think that'll, that'll help our Hawks as we as we get closer uh, to that Christmas that Christmas date. We, uh, again, uh, Terrell, speaking for Sam, can't thank you enough for getting up and uh, joining us on these two-hour shows. We do we can't, get, we can't get folks to get up, but you have joined us pretty much every week. And we want to thank you for that. Uh, obviously, you would be the guy we'd go to anyway as far as NBA knowledge, but uh, getting up this early on a regular basis. You're going to get to sleep in, though, because we're going to have you on uh, during this Thanksgiving two-day window that we're going to be on Thursday and Friday. Terrell will be joining us again. Enjoy your Thanksgiving morning. Play with your kid. Get that first turkey bowl in there with him and enjoy your day, man. Watch the Bears with the Falcons. (laughs)
Have a great weekend, gentlemen. Have a great have a great weekend. I uh, talk to you soon. Okay, All you right, got it. Yeah, care. Terrell yeah. will be joining us uh, again. We are going to be uh, turning things over top of the hour to two guys, same fantasy, and you know what Bo is going to want to talk about. Bo Johnson is going to want to talk about these MLB postseason awards. He doesn't get to talk much baseball, but we're going to give him a chance to spread his wings. That's coming up. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929 thegamecom and take us with you on the Odyssey app. Well, the secret is you've got to coordinate. Uh-huh. <laughs> Come on, Sam. Oh, yeah. Must be in the right place. Right, right, right. In the wrong time. Never my dark glasses on. <laughs> Little Dr. John on this uh, Sunday morning, the 20th day of November. I, it would have been his, it would have been his birthday today. Really? Ace, turn it up a little bit. <laughs> One of the voices, it uses unmistakable. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. And, I, it, and you call his music a little mixture of everything there. You know, it's a little little jazzy, a little bluesy, a little soul Yeah, it's, it's Louisiana. You know back, what I mean? I was going to say, back in the day, I like to go to a restaurant and have him sitting at the table with him and, and Justin. Was it Justin? What's the, what's the cook's name? Oh, man. They did a cooking show for Oh, 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 the, uh, the, the Cajun chef. Yeah. Justin Wilson. Justin Wilson. Aye. <laughs> I guarantee. He poured. How he about a little wine? A little <laughs> wine. A little wine in that. little onion. Yeah, onion. <laughs> little, there you go. A little cayenne pepper. He used to be on a UHF station up in Chicago. I'd see him. I didn't understand what was coming out of his mouth sometimes. Man, that, that dude would pour light beer in anything. <laughs> and and, the, and the, still got the same blue overalls on, though. <laughs> yeah, he did. Junior sample style. That was great television. Yes, it was. Like I said, up in Chicago, I watched him. And, I just... and he should have advertised, don't try this at home. <laughs> he was cooking up some stuff, man. I'm sure it was great. I'm sure it was great. You know, Say... but The way it was put together, man, would make you be like, woo. Well, it would be happy birthday, uh, Dr. John. There you go. And Justin Wilson, wherever, you know, get y'all doing today. So, um, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. We got some business we want to wrap up here before we turn things over to two guys uh, in same fantasy. Again, I want to remind you, December 17th, Saturday, Sam and I will be back on Saturday mornings. You'll have us on both days. Want to um, just kind of get you ready for the bowl season that's going to happen, starting off with the celebration bowl that'll happen that night. Also, we've had a poll question today at 92.9 The Game. We're going to close it down right now. Started off the show asking the question, will Brent Key get that interim tag knocked off after the win yesterday against North Carolina? Become the full-time, he's the man at Georgia Tech. And we put it out there and had pretty good response, but we want to wrap it up right now. Eric, have we got a total? Absolutely, we do. And it's kind of come back a little bit, but it is a uh, pretty good 2-1, to one, 66% to 33% that, yes, winning yesterday has given him enough to that he should be named a permanent head coach. So we'll see if the powers that be over on the flats are uh, paying attention to at 99 Games Twitter. Yeah. I, I think that it's it, – obviously, we don't all believe that they're going to get the win next week. But I think a good showing, much like what Kentucky did um, yesterday – I mean, it wasn't it wasn't the blowout that we've seen Georgia have throughout this season. Right. Um, so I'm just saying, if they if they represent themselves well against Georgia next week, um, that might actually kind of solidify. I, that. Yeah, I really do believe it. it's not so much yesterday, but what they do next week, I believe, will be the will be the test for them. Well, yeah, but it's it's that time because you know as as job openings come, people are moving around and 
You know, even in high school, I mean, uh, 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 surprised me, Lounge. Yeah, you guys broke that news that I hadn't heard, and I'm like, man, I interviewed that guy. He might think I was a jinx <laughs> if I run into him. <laughs> <you know? laughs> well, folks, down in, folks down in Valdosta and Moultrie in that part of the state, they don't take too kindly to that, and this is after just one season. And so the help wanted sign is out down at Lounge. You know, high school football, they're looking for coaches, you know, in the area. And, and you always have a, a lot of that, you know, that happens at the end of a season, but at a place like that, you know, and so that's that's a difficult, but that's one of the big jobs that open. I want to uh, give a you know uh, an a rest in peace to somebody. Um, we talk a lot of tennis, and um, there's a guy who's been working in this area, volunteering, teaching young people tennis, especially in some of the under underserved communities in Southwest and Southeast, South Fulton County. Uh, you know, William Fulton, uh, known to a lot of people who play tennis as Coach Wink, and uh, Coach Wink was involved heavily with teaching uh, young people the game and. Involved with NJTL's National Junior, you know, Tennis League, that's something that Arthur Ashe founded for inner-city youth uh, to learn the game. And each year they would write an essay, part of, uh, of getting a chance to go to Arthur Ashe Kids Day. And so then we watched that. That's always the weekend before the U.S. Open gets started. And he would get, you know, young people from the area to, to write that essay and to earn the right to go up to New York City and, and see the National Tennis Center and meet some of the players and experience the U.S. Open. So he passed away this week. And last time I saw him, he was on some courts down in, uh, in, in East Point, uh, Sykes Park, uh, right down the road from where my family and I lived when I was in high school. Uh, I, I would just roll through one day just to look at he's out there with four courts full of kids working. So um, that's the kind of thing that he, that he loved to do. And um, it's great to see those courts in good shape down there, too. You used to, man, you want to find me when I was a teenager, you would find me on those courts uh, during the warm really? months. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Sykes mm-hmm. Park. So uh, rest in peace to Coach Wink and, and uh, for all the things that he uh, did to uh, touch lives of young folk around our community. All right, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Last couple days, if you've been following any kind of sports, you know that they were replaying the 40th anniversary of the Cal-Stanford game. Where were you when that thing happened? If you remember, you know, that with the band coming on the Yeah, field. I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> and and that's trombone player. Oh, man. Take it out. I mean, this, thing, this replay and, and, and talking about this event was so big, they had to have Jeremy Schapp come in man. And, br- and break it all down. But they talked to a lot of the players – that were there, and one of them, you know, I got a couple guys that are assistant coaches in the NFL now, and but I always thought, and maybe it was hap- it happened before that season that Elway was there. That Elway was at was was it was at Stanford then, but he mm-hmm. left his his time seventy nine to eighty two. You would have figured they would have talked to him had he been there, but for whatever reason, he wasn't a part of that um, that replay of that. But again, that's just one of those. You know, you can't tell the history of college football without having that play happen. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> That's one of those one of the, one of those moments that you don't forget, and people keep rolling it out there, reminding you. So uh, we, I want to remind you again too that Sam and I are going to be with you Thanksgiving morning, yes. six until nine. Yes. All right. So we're not going to end this show saying Happy Thanksgiving to you. We're going to tell you that morning. No. And we're going to be. And the, we're going to ask you what's in the pot. That, that's we're right. Ask you what you're fixing. And just, just as, what, a, what you do, right? as a tribute. No, no, you're absolutely right. right. And as a, as a tribute to us, because, see, this is the way my family, you know, did it. They had a hot one, but my mother would always put a sweet potato pie and, and a pumpkin pie out in the garage. Okay. Right? And then, and then bring it in after we ate. She might heat up one, but folks were just chopping it up and making their own little pieces because there's just something about a cold slicer, you know, room temperature slicer, sweet potato pie, pumpkin pie. That's nice. But it will forever uh, uh, remind me of you. Why? Because your problem with Detroit and going out there to cover the Lions game and they've served you. <laughs> 
had cold pumpkin pie. That, well, that was the, the, the worst part of it. I mean, it was there. I was happy to watch the Lions on Thanksgiving Day. I had to be away from my family. They had a nice, nice, very nice meal back here, and I had to be in Detroit. First of all, it was snowing outside. Thankfully, they got a roof on that place. Yeah, they do. But you're watching the Lions play, and they serve you a Thanksgiving meal, and it's cold pumpkin pie. So, I mean, that's that's the thing I was, you know. <laughs> one thing, you make me watch the Lions well, you and know, if you work in it, you cold pumpkin pie, man. <laughs> you don't oh. want that. I, I got to thank you too. I went to something this week uh, over over Clock Atlanta, and they had sweet potato pie. It was That's for the HBCU sweet, basketball event that was going on this week. Shout out to Travis Williams, and um, they had a nice uh, um, evening event that Thursday evening. So I went by there, and uh, they had sweet potato pie, and it was good. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, well, that's that's my favorite between the two. Very much. So talking about Thanksgiving, we we, mm-hmm. we will be with you from six until um till nine, mm-hmm. and then Friday we'll be with you for a four hour show. We'll be with you from six until ten, getting our old hours back. So we'll be with you a couple times this upcoming week. Talk to folks week. while they out shopping. Or going to shopping. Going to shop or whatever. Some Them days where you get up at dark thirty in the morning seem to be over with. I don't know. For most they, folks. They'll be out there Thursday night at 6, 7 o'clock. Yes, mm-hmm. what I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> no, but who it, was it that said they weren't going to open this year on Thanksgiving? Was it was it Target or Walmart? Somebody said they weren't going to open. One of the big retailers. Yeah, I don't want to, uh, you know, drop yeah, the wrong name. I don't but drop yeah, the wrong one name, of them but said, one of them yeah. said we're not opening on Thanksgiving. I, I got a question for you two gentlemen. You yeah. know, on, on Thursday morning, am I going to be in here by myself, or are you guys actually going to grace me with your presence? Well, you, you'll have to wait and find yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, tune yeah. in. We'll you'll have to, in you'll have to wait and find yeah. out. Won't yeah. it be a marvelous yeah. event if we both were to show up? Yeah, How about that? wouldn't that would it be? be? <laughs> that would be pretty amazing. Don't come in here without no, you know, I know, you know, look, I, I'm away from the family. Y'all, y'all at home, you know, somebody doing some cooking. Don't Bring your producer a plate. At six in the morning, all you gonna get is a donut from racetrack. <laughs> okay, make anybody. a request. Yeah, you he make be. a request here this morning. We'll bring it okay. to me. We'll bring it to me Friday, then. So somebody, somebody, look out for your producer. Okay, let me just make this clear. Greg is about. He is within firing range of looking up at two hundred pounds. This is how I have been. You know, when I started this year, I was a nine iron from two fifty because of how I was. Just letting myself go and and I'm well, not blaming my father. Had I had a lot happened. of stuff going on and I was happened, I was p- focusing more on my father and everything is rightfully so and I was just eating everything bad up and down I-75 and and drinking and so on and so forth and I turned things around back in March I had enough and I am looking at a weight that I haven't been so to, I sit, bring that up is I'm not filling up on what I normally fill up on Thanksgiving and. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have some stuff, but I'm just gonna have not as much. So there may not be as many leftovers okay. for you. You'll okay. be Eric. You'll do better with me like after Christmas and Christmas Eve, because <laughs> by the way, this is a year we don't have the kids, so the kids, you know, we won't be making as much. But they'll be around for 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 Christmas and Christmas Eve, so there'll be leftovers there. So I'll right, bring I, you I something. Got, in. I, got, I got that on tape. Okay, no, I got no problem with it. I listen. I gave them Halloween candy. I, I can't tell you the last time I didn't have a Snickers bar on think on Halloween night. Whoa. That's the kind of discipline I have, you know, brought to what's going on with me. And it makes me shake my head every time. But I, I gave away the Halloween candy. Did y'all have a lot of trick-or-treaters this year, too, by the way? Because I didn't have that many. Not that many. A, a few, but but not many. Yeah, man. Yeah. As the show winds down, it's time for us to cover some of the things we haven't yet. As we flush out some of the small stories we may have missed. With Sam and Greg. All this stuff happened on this day, believe it or not. This, now, this one, I like to get video. Apparently, a sperm whale took out a whaling ship on this day. The ship was the Essex. Happened on this day back in the 1820, and it was the inspiration for Moby Dick. 
So wow. there you go. Okay. 1888, Willard Bundy patents the time card clock. You take time to pop it in there. And again, ooh, wait, I knocked the headphones out here. So That's not good. You okay? You going to be all right? There we go. I okay. got it back there. All right. Um, y'all care about the Tour de France? Tour de France or however they pronounce it? Yeah, why it? not? Go ahead. What well, this was the day it started. Two guys created the Tour de France on this day, 1902. I say two guys because they were French and I can't pronounce their names. Uh, 1917. It's ironic, given what's going on in the world right now, but Ukrainian Republic was declared on this day. Boston Garden also opened up for the first time, and they lost to the Bruins. Or the Bruins lost to Montreal one to nothing. Do you have a favorite artist, Sam? A, I'm not a big art fartsy person myself, but I have two artists okay. that if I could afford their stuff, I would have filled my home. One is Peter Max, okay. and the other is a guy who would have been celebrating a birthday today, Salvador Dali. Okay. Yeah. Scott Crossfield, you remember that guy's name? You ever heard of him? He was Chuck Yeager's nemesis. He was the guy who made Chuck Yeager get in them planes and go past Mach 1, Mach 2, Mach 3. Anyway, Scott Crossfield was the first man to hit Mach 2. I didn't know what Mach 2 was. That's 1,300 miles an hour. Yeah. Think about that. That's moving. The uh, couple, Jim and Jane Henson, established Muppets, Inc. on this day back in 1959. And we know what the Muppets are to American culture. Alan Freed was fired on this day. Alan Freed is the guy who has coined the phrase rock and roll, and uh, it was a whole payola scandal. If you don't know what payola is, Google it. We, we get memos on it on a regular basis. Yep. Um, on this day, 85, Microsoft Windows 1.0 was released. Did you get it? I guess not. I don't know if I got it then. Eventually, I got it. On this day, 1987, Eric Lindros did his Mike Tyson impression and tried to bite Marty McSorley in a hockey game. It was significant. It was Marty McSorley was like Wayne Gretzky's enforcer when they yeah, played on Edmund. Yep. Um, we talked about the Georgia Dome controlled implosion on this day. Um, that happened in 2017. Birthdays, Kennesaw Mountain Landis. Uh, Bobby Kennedy would have been his birthday today. The smoothest dude on TV. Used to kiss women on TV. Richard Dawson, when he was the first host of Family Feud. Imagine getting away with that now. No. He would just go up and kiss folks. Bob Einstein, his birthday today. If you don't know who that is, Super Dave Osborne. Uh, Joe Walsh, uh, happy 73, 73rd birthday. Bo Derrick, happy 66th birthday. And a guy, if you are in Chicago, know of him or remember Disco Demolition. This would have been Steve Dahl's birthday today. Or it is Steve Dahl's birthday today. And a guy who's sitting there at 1600 Pennsylvania Boulevard is 80 years old today. President Joe Biden. Nope. So, as we get rid of this and put this to the side, as we welcome a couple guys in same fantasy, I know what they're going to talk about. Couple so, guys. I, couple guys, same fantasy. I will say to you, as my last piece of information, on this day, 1991, do you know who was elected the National League MVP? Should be pretty easy for those in the room. Who are you saying? What year was it? 1991. Oh, National 91. League. Yes. National League MVP. Steve. There you go. Yeah. Atlanta Braves. What are you doing? Come on, guys. What are you doing? <laughs> well, first it sounded like you said 1951. I only I'm sorry. One, one ear on. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, 91. This was the day Terry got his award. Okay. Your thoughts on that? I, I, I just remember the conversation being then that there were a lot of people who didn't feel like he deserved it because of his numbers, and he got it because his numbers to some extent, but also the presence he was in the locker room. I remember that being one of the reasons why and helping propel this team that had really done nothing to that point to, you know, ascending to where they did now unfortunately went up against minnesota but was that the year yeah minnesota was the first one world series they got to and then it was toronto in 92 right if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. 
Anyway, want to welcome in a couple guys, same fantasy, and this is, of course, a lead-in because they're going to be talking football, obviously, up until you know, kickoff. The, we're the opening act. They start the football talk, but I know that Bo Johnson wants, to, and Abe probably too, wants to talk about these MLB postseason awards. Gentlemen? So if Aaron Judge only hits 59 home runs, does he get AL MVP? Mm, probably not. Does the American League home run champ, is this the reason why Shohei Otani was uh, I know disgraced? Ooh, I know. Whoa. I See, I hate that. I, I actually absolutely thought. But they finished 60 games below 500? Was it 60? 30. 30 games below 500. Well, they would have finished 45 games below 500 had he not been on the team. I mean, and that's how, not do a, you, how do you assess value, I guess, is the question. Yankees make I the playoffs. Just give Marcus Mariota the MVP award. Yada, yada, yada. They, they would have finished 2-15. Two and, two and 15. Now they're... Uh, four wins, sure. Oh, twice as many wins. Yikes. Yeah, man. So, uh, look, they nailed <laughs> they nailed the uh, National League, American League rookies of the year. Um, I would have voted Otani for uh, American League MVP. Uh, Manager of the year is is very head scratching. Uh, yeah, very. with Showalter, it's almost like MLB just likes doing the wrong thing. Uh, look, man, you got walked down ten and a half games and didn't win your division. I agree. And got you, swept in the biggest series of the if, season. And really? If you look at really? what. Yeah, if you look at the Mets and where they were two years ago, I guess is what they're blaming this on. But this award should have gone to Snit, man. Yeah. And, and yeah. we all know that here, but, you know. It can't happen. What what happened in the manager of the year award can't happen. Yeah. Can't. And, and even if it wasn't Snit, Dave Roberts, I, I understand yeah. the discussion there too, but you can't give it to the guy that, that got walked down by the guy that walked him Monumental down. Monumental collapse is what the Mets had in the middle of, or at the end of the season. It, it's a disgrace and, for the BBWAA for yeah. that to have happened. Wow. But we need new writers. We need new writers to get new, new process. Too. How new do you process. apply for that is what I want to know. <laughs> Here's, well, that's the thing. It's not Major League Baseball's fault. Much like the other news that came out this past week, your thoughts, once again, Pete Rose tried. He sent a letter to Bud Se- uh, to, to Bud Seeley, to uh, Rob Manford. It's, we're, we're about, well, we've been tired of this. The curmudgeon old men that run about this MLB and that make votes, the writers, all those guys. Can we just, you know, get them out of there? Mm-hmm. That's the uh, thing. Yeah, as long as they're in, man. What you guys got coming up? Gonna, uh, Lots of fantasy good, goodness, man. Um, not a whole lot of injuries that we're dealing with. We got a fun game on Monday night. Um, Estadio Azteca, El Estadio Azteca. That's just a, a fun, you know, stadium <laughs> name to say. So I'm gonna say it as many times as I can. I hope I get it right every time. But um, <laughs> big, big fantasy football game for the Falcons today like so much goodness in this game you look on both sides of the ball mainly because both defenses aren't very good so many players in this game that you can watch and put in your fantasy football lineups today all right all right this is what we're going to have coming up for you that's coming up you stay tuned uh for that and of course uh we got a lot happening today the network we got the pregame show with uh Goforth and LaBelle uh we got Mike Bell is at Hooters uh Cumberland uh, today, if you want to go, no, that's not today. That's coming up. It's coming up next week. I thought he was somewhere today. He's not. He's not at one today. Mike Bell's Mike Mike Bell will be in the yeah. stands more than likely. He'll be in the stands. Mike, stand. you said Mike Bell. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he'll be in the stands. Okay. You know. we got him at one coming up. Coming up next week. What we do, of course, have uh, you know, have the pregame show, the tailgate show. Of course, the pregame show comes your way, and then kickoff at one o'clock. We got the Bears and Falcons here on Sports yeah, Radio Bears. United again. See, there you go. There you go. Yeah, saying Bears. that. That was a good saying that. Uh, Eric Slaughter, exemplary work on the other side of the glass uh, this morning. We'll see you later on this week. We'll be back in a few times. Look yeah, forward a couple, to it. A couple of times this week. Uh, Greg Cox and Sam Crenshaw, thanks so much for joining this morning. And enjoy your game day Sunday on Sports Radio 929 The Game at 929 Have a big day.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 